Hello, welcome to the Gab and Jules show. Gab is still away on holiday, so look, I've got a new guest today after Don Hutchinson, Nedem Manoa, Shura Robson is with me. Shura. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much to be here for the show. It's, it's a... It's a transfer-heavy show, let's put it that yeah. way, because in the first part, we will look at uh, what clubs, especially the big clubs, have been doing, what they still want to do, who they're looking at, and we, mm. you're going to give us your opinion on yeah. some of the names I link with. And then, as usual, we'll have a lot of quick hits, and even in those quick hits, we've got a bit more transfer updates. But let's start with it. There's two weeks left to go in this transfer window, which yeah. has been pretty interesting so far. If you look yeah. at Manchester United or Manchester City or Arsenal or Spurs... Liverpool and Chelsea, all of them doing different things uh, and still looking, pretty much all of them, for some positions, maybe not Liverpool so much, mm. but you can expect all of them maybe to still go and make a few more signings between now and September the, the 1st. So let's start with Chelsea because they're the, they're the ones who really had a quite a crazy summer with all the changes at mm. the club, signing the likes of Sterling and Koulibaly already. They're still in for a centre-back, a central midfielder and a striker. That's probably the three positions mm. that they would be look, looking at strengthening now after they do Cucurella as a left wing back. As centre back, it's Wesley Fofana or no one else, pretty much. I'm being told that they're going to come in with a third bid now, maybe closer to what Leicester won, and the valuation is around mm. the £85 million. What do you make of Fofana? Would he be a good fit for Chelsea? I think he would because Chuka wants to play three at the back and he wants his right sided centre back to be athletic. He's got three choices if he gets Fofana. He's got Fofana, who you know, would be the, the, probably the number one. Mm. Uh, Reese James, who played there in the first half against Spurs, who's done the job very well on occasions, particularly when against the likes of Song, somebody who's very quick. Yep. And Aspley Quater, who signed another contract at Chelsea. But if he does buy a Fafana, I think that then releases Reese James to play as a right wing-back, where I think he'd be more effective, as he, he, he was playing actually right-back when he scored the goal against Spurs. Yeah. So I think it'll be an outstanding signing, because even if Thiago Silva starts to decline or, or loses his fitness, you can still play him as the middle centre-half, and then Aspeliqueta or Reese James can play on the right-hand side. So I think that's a good move, certainly. I, I agree with you. I mean... For the midfielders, we know that Frankie de Jong is one of them I mentioned. Obama Young is one of the potential strikers that can, mm. they could go for. Could you see Obama Young at Chelsea working again with Tuchel? Well, they had a good relationship. I think Tuchel got uh, the best out of Obama Young. I'm a little bit concerned about Obama Young, um, as probably most Arsenal supporters would be. Uh, not yeah. about going back to Arsenal, but about going somewhere else because. On his day, he's quick, he can play on the left-hand side of a front three, he can play through the middle, he can make runs in behind. And when he first went to Barcelona, two, two or three games, he looked a, a, an outstanding mm. player again. But his consistency isn't good enough. I think it's a short-term fix for Chelsea if they want to play uh, by Aubameyang. Uh, but they do need a centre-forward yeah. and there's not that many available. That's right. Let's, let's talk Manchester United because they are in for loads of positions, loads of players clearly being linked with a lot of names, calling a lot of agents. And it changes five, every five minutes, doesn't it? It changes every five minutes. If we focus on central midfielder because that's where they wanted the young, it's not going to happen. Rabiot, it's not going to happen. Casemiro now is the one where they're trying to push. Would you like to see Casemiro at Manchester United? And when you know that the issue right now is to progress the ball forward and play from mm. the back... He's not really the best at that either. No, he's, his role for, for Real Madrid, and he does it brilliantly, is to get in between his centre-halves when crosses come into the box, uh, run in behind the full-backs and defend balls you yeah. know, against uh, wingers attacking. Uh, if there's one area where you think he's not particularly good, it'd be in tight situations when the mm. ball's played into him. So I'm not sure that's a great fit. And when I see him play, he has to be fully fit 
to be effective. I yeah. think he's, a, he's an excellent player, but at the start of the previous season, uh, Ancelotti talked about him not being at his full uh, fitness and he didn't play him in the first couple of games. So Casemiro is an excellent player, great uh, reader of the game, but he needs to be fully fit. I'm not sure he's a great fit for Manchester United. I, I agree with that, I think. And what would you do in terms of the striker? All the names that I mentioned from Rabio, uh, from sorry, Morata to Vardy to Mateus Cunha, to to Aubameyang himself as well there. What kind of profile? Because all those names are different profiles as well. Mm. Some are tall, some are short, some are quick, some are slow. They've left it too late. They've left it too late, Manchester United. They don't. I don't think they know what they want. They're now <laughs> gambling. Pretty on, clearly. Yeah, there's there's a player that's available. Years ago, or, or four or five years ago, I would say Morata was a was a was a great signing when he was at Juventus and he was playing well, some of the best performances I've seen. But when he went to Chelsea, he, he couldn't cope with the mm. pressure. He, he wasn't fully fit either. He hasn't quite done it at Atletico Madrid. He went back to Juventus and really did OK, but didn't pull up any trees. So I'm not sure he's going to come to Manchester United and be a, a star player again. Aubameyang, again, you know, a short-term fix, can yep. run in behind, can do the things that you want from a centre-forward. He can score goals, but is he going to do it on a consistent basis once he's got his feet under the table? It's a difficult role for Ten Hag to get a centre-forward in now. It is. I mean, I think Spurs are pretty much done, although they might need a, a more creative player, someone like Zaniolo, who they, I think they're quite keen on. I think Liverpool the same, unless they go for a midfielder, but Klopp said he, he would not rush that one. I think City, now that they've signed another left-back, mm -hmm. and especially if Bernardo Silva stays, they're done. Mm -hmm. The last one is maybe Arsenal, mm -hmm. because they, I think it looks like Arteta wants a wide player again to bring more competition, especially mm -hmm. one good on 1v1. Callum Hudson-Odoi has been mentioned. What do you make of Hudson-Odoi to Arsenal, maybe? Would he fit? I think he would. I mean, you've got Martinelli playing on the left-hand side, Saka on the right-hand side, and you're saying they want more competition. Where does Smith-Rowe come into this? Is he a number 10 or yeah. is he a wide player? hudson odoi has got all the attributes you want from a wide player. He's quick, he can go past people, he's a good crosser of the ball. He's never really found a position at Chelsea. Mm. They've played him as a wing-back, they've played him as a, an inside forward, they've played him as an out-and-out -out winger, but not always uh, on the right hand, on the right, or, uh, he can play on the right or left. He's a good player, and if he wants competition, Arteta, he'd be an ideal uh, selection. Young as well, yeah. fit, athletic, uh, and would, would match what I think Arteta wants. Let's sort of dwell a little bit more into what the big clubs need in the next two weeks. I think, I think we have to start at United because mm. the, I think the task is so big. Like almost you would think that if you were Ten Hag, and, and again, how they find themselves mm. in this position with two weeks to go and yep. only signing really Lissandro Martinez, who we saw is a really good player, but he needs the structure mm. around him and yep. you know, a lot of things. Young Malaysia, left back, who is clearly back up to, to, um, to Luke Shaw, but still have no new forwards, no new midfielders, after losing a lot of players as well. That they find themselves in this situation is crazy. They pretty much need a whole new team. Yeah. If we start in goal, we saw the limits again, mm. nothing new, of David De Gea with the ball at his feet mm. against Brentford, which was a disaster. Yeah. They're linked with someone like Jan Sommer, uh, almost as a number two, but who could put competition with yeah, De Gea, yeah. who's obviously much better with his feet. Where would you stand on the goalkeeper situation at United? Well, first of all, when you've got a problem like Ten Hag's got with the team not functioning, the one thing you don't want to do is try and play, take risks playing out from the back. Yeah. So the, the strategy is all wrong to start with. You know, you've got to cut out the risks at the start, then get your basic, basics how you want to play, and then, do, then you can introduce playing out from yeah. the back once you've got your, your, your basics done. So it's a, I think it's a problem with Ten Hag. 
De Gea isn't great with the ball at his feet. I don't blame him for the Ericsson mistake because he actually passed the. He had no other pass on because yeah. the, the forward had blocked the pass off. And he played it on the right side of Ericsson. Ericsson should have realised where Jensen was closing him down and he tried to, to, to play it beyond him. That was the problem there. So I think he's got to change his tactics while De Gea's there. I don't think he's going to be able to get another goalkeeper in that's going to take the place of De Gea. So De Gea's always going to you be the number one. You don't think he would drop De Gea if he, if he gets another keeper? I don't think he would because, you know, before the game, everyone was talking about De Gea's the one player that you would pick. And then he makes the mistake and he has a mm. bad game. And now everybody's saying, well, he's the player that they need to get rid of. <laughs> so it's, it's a difficult one with De Gea because he's been their best player for so many seasons. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't swap the goalkeeper. I'd swap the tactics. Fair enough, fair enough. We mentioned Casemiro already mm. as the central midfielder. That someone, they, they, they need him, they, mm. they want him. We said they might need him, but he's maybe not the right profile mm. for what Ten Hag wants to do. Certainly yeah. on the mid-term to long-term. Um, then I think the most important, the most interesting ones is who they linked for the number ninth position, yeah. and I guess wide as well. Christian Pulisic is a name that mm. clearly has been offered to them. Uh, he seems quite keen. They seem quite keen on on adding his profile to Sancho and Elanga and Rashford. Would it be a good move for you for Pulisic? Uh, he's a good player. We know he's a good player. Uh, we know that he's got all the trickery that you want from a wide player. He can go and score goals as well. Um, would he settle in better than Sancho has? Uh, you'd hope he would. Uh, Sancho, I think, has been a, a real disappointment, yeah. whether, the, whether he's lost confidence, whether he's not quite as good as we, we, we thought he was. Rashford, in my view, has gone backwards as a, as a player, so he'd be a better bet than, 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 than Rashford. Alanga, I think, will be a good player, but at the moment, he's not going to play consistently well week in, week out. So Pulisic uh, uh, coming in would probably uh, enhance the side, I would say. He needs some game time as well. I think he yeah. knows that at Chelsea, yeah. it'd be pretty limited, and for the yeah. World Cup, he needs to get... And any player that comes in to play one every four or five games and comes on, and stuff, you're never going to play at your best, yeah. because you know the manager doesn't think you're better than the players that are out there already. So you're not playing with confidence. Pulisic needs to play with confidence, and that's, he's a confidence player. But he, if he goes to Manchester United, they've got to play him. Yeah, yeah, they have to. I, mean, you, I guess all those names that we mentioned, and again, some of mm. them might not, mm. might never happen. Mm. Uh, but the ones who they will go and get now, because it's such a crucial time mm. for them to improve that team, to improve mm. their squads. Surely, in their mind, whether we like it or not, if they go and get to Mamuni a right back. Is because they believe he's better than Juan Bissaka mm. or Dalot, so he, he will play. Yeah. Otherwise, don't spend your energy and your money on someone mm. who's just a backup to what you already have, right? Absolutely. But I think when we're talking about all these players that they're linked with, they're not their key targets. I bet at the beginning yeah, of the season be. they'd have said, these are our number one target, that's our number one target, we want to get him in that position. They're gambling now. Who's available? Who can we get? They're scrambling around to try and make some decisions. Because yeah. Ten Hag's now looked at his side. He probably thought they were better than they've yeah. shown. He said, yeah. I, I can get the best out of these players. You know, there's some good players. There. You know, Luke Shaw's been playing for England. You know, Dallow's a, a decent right back and, and did okay at, at Milan. You know, we've got players all around the team that are internationals. I can get more out of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I agree After two you. games, he's thinking, I can't <laughs> get more out of these. So it's either me or I've got to change the players. So yeah. now he's desperate to try and change the players. I mean, Meunier is one that baffles me because mm. he's nowhere near good mm. enough. I, I'm not sure how much he's better than, than uh, Diogo Dalot to no. start with. Serginho Dest, 
um, staying in yeah. the American international players. He's also another name that is mentioned. He's a player that Ten Hag knows well, of mm. course, having worked together before at Barcelona. Would would that be a good move for Dest, yeah. who's not going to play clearly? I think at I Barcelona think Dest has been unfairly treated at Barcelona a little bit. You know, last season uh, when Kuman was the manager and he and that first few weeks, I thought Dest was one of their better players. And then when Xavi came in, he didn't look as though he fancied him. He got an injury as well. Yeah. Uh, and people were talking about Dest not being quite good enough. Well, at the start of the season, he was one of their better attacking players. Yeah. So uh, you know. Is he good defensively? Um, maybe not the best be defence. He's got yeah. work to be done. But in attacking area, he's got plenty of pace. He's got energy, as you want from any fullback getting forward. I think his final ball is not a bad. He's not a bad crosser of the ball. So mm. I think he, he wouldn't be a bad signing. That's for sure. And and seeing the urgency now to sign people and mm. the time the clock is mm. ticking badly. And Barcelona want to sell players. Yeah, true. You you can't either. I mean, I've been a bit critical at times earlier in the summer about Ten Hag kind of targeting the players that he knew who yeah, worked yeah. with him before because mm. one, he showed a lack of organisation and structure mm. at United mm. because you, you can't mm. just have a new manager and bring the players that yeah. he used to play with because what happens if in six months he's gone, you yeah, left yeah. with the players that, you know, remember Van Gaal at Barcelona when he brought all those Dutch players, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was an absolute mess. But right now, because the situation is so bad, you can't blame him for going for a desk. Hakim Ziyech is another one that yeah. I think Ten Hag would like. Maybe another one I don't think has been treated particularly well at the club he's at. Yeah. You know, whenever I've seen him play, I think he's been excellent. But and it then, makes sense now for him yeah. to go, you know what, I don't have much time now. Let's go and get players. They know, they know me. Yeah. I know them. I've got to get my ideas across. I'm struggling to get my ideas across to the players that yeah. I've got at the club at the moment. So maybe it's best I go for players I do know, which might be slightly cheaper and might not be as good as the players we originally targeted, but they will do a job for the team. Mm. I mean, I, just to finish on United, I admire in a way the, the courage of going for some of the players. Like mm. Casemiro, I think mm. it's, a, you know, mm. it's a bold move to try to go and get mm. him, and they might do, they might not. Joe Felix is another one that clearly they were keen on. Uh, they were a bit trolled by Atletico Madrid on Wednesday night when, Atle when Atletico tweeted a photo of, of, uh, of Joe Felix saying priceless, like, yeah. as in, you know, yeah, yeah. don't even try there. Is Joao Felix the kind of player that Ten Hag would need? At the moment, you need characters, strong characters, players that are going to dig in, that when things aren't quite going well, mm. you can't have confidence players at the moment because there is no confidence at Manchester United. Yeah. You've got to have players that can be consistent. Joao Felix, when I've seen him play, he's obviously a, a, a top-class talent, but why doesn't he play? Well, he's playing more now, but why didn't Simeone pick him every week because he couldn't trust him always. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure he's the sort of player that Ten Hag needs at the moment. You need good characters. You need players that are going to play consistently well, that when things aren't going well, they're going to dig in and make sure they're not easy to beat. Would you put Joao Felix in that category? Probably not. No, that's a, that's a fair point. Chelsea, as we said earlier, is the other big club with still a lot of work to do, or certainly they're trying to do mm. and add more to, to the squad. We mentioned Fofana, we mentioned Aubameyang. Mm. There's the Frankie de Jong situation. Mm. So we're not going to go back again on how difficult it is to sign him because Barcelona owe him a lot of money. Yeah. But just purely on the, on terms of profile, profiling yeah. him, we know how talented he is, there's yeah. no doubt. But we also know that for him to function well mm. and give his best, almost the whole team has to build around him mm. and all the patterns of play have to start with him. Mm. Would Chelsea and Thomas Tuchel be ready to do that if the Jong comes? See, I'm not sure. I've, I've watched a lot of De Jong. When I saw him at Ajax, I thought he was more dynamic. Although he played in a, a, in a deep role, yeah. when he got on the board, he'd, he'd go past people and he'd still run forward and he looked, uh, looked yeah, a dynamic player. When I see him play for Barcelona, 
it's stop and pass the ball when he plays at a slow pace. When Xavi first came to the club, he got him to make more forward runs and he mm. looked a goal threat. So what sort of player is he? And who would he play alongside at Chelsea? Conte has, has uh, had a, an injury at Again, the weekend. Yeah, so he's, yeah. uh, Kovacic isn't uh, in, in, ready at the moment. Yeah. Jorginho is a player that sits in front and is not a good athlete and, and wants to just get on the ball and pass it you know, 10 yards and does that job quite well. Where would De Jong fit with him? I'm not quite sure. You know, he's not, he wouldn't be the forward-thinking midfield player. I think yeah. it might slow Chelsea down far too much. I was quite impressed with Chelsea against Spurs at the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, me too. Much better than I thought they were going to be. Um, so, if you were replacing Jorginho with Frankie De Jong, I could see it working. Yeah. Conte is injured at the moment, and it looks as though it could be yeah, know, three or four three weeks. Or four weeks. Yeah. So, it, that might not be the best signing. Okay, for, the, for this last bit... Um, you are my sporting director, okay? Yeah. I own, I own Arsenal. Yeah. Um, do you come for me for money to strengthen the squad, or are you happy with where you have if you're the Arsenal manager or sporting director? If I was the Arsenal manager now, and I'm going to come to you as the sporting director, I think first of all you're on far too much money, um, <laughs> and, and uh, you're so not. Are you. you, yeah, yeah, so am I. Yeah, but we don't talk about that. Uh, what I would be looking at as a as a as Arteta now would be an experienced player to keep all the young players in check, a good experienced okay. player. Yeah. I mean, somebody that's done it, that still can still be very effective, but it's going to be a good character. When you talk about getting old players in, sometimes they look after themselves. They're not yeah. good characters. He needs somebody who's going to keep some of these young players in check and be a bit of a leader for them. Because that's what Arsenal, I think, have been lacking over the years. Yeah. Arsenal and Arteta look, and, and, and with Jesus coming in, uh, Zinche, Zinchenko coming in as well, at the moment they look a very good side. Yeah. They look full of spirit, they look happy, they look hungry. Just might need a player to come in. That's what people thought Shaka yeah. possibly did, but he's not always shown to be a good character. True. So I, that's what I would be looking. Can we go and get a really experienced player, maybe a Casemiro. <laughs> maybe. Or I'll tell you to stick with Chaka and make him good. Okay, now you're <laughs> the Tottenham manager. Yeah. What do you come to me for? Um, he's already come to the uh, chief executive about players who he's not playing in the team at the moment. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, he's obviously bought them as squad players at the moment. He's going to try and progress them and then eventually they'll get into the side. <sighs> Would you be happy with this squad and don't need any more? Uh, We've mentioned Zaniola. I'm not sure he needs a creative midfield player because I'm not sure where he'd play at the moment because you've got Kane, Son, Kulisevsky yeah. has been excellent. Richarlison came on and gave them more dynamism going yeah. forward. He's talking about eventually playing Lucas Moura as, as a wing-back. Yeah. Perisic as yeah, the, the other wing-back. Yeah. So I think you either need a... Um, a, a I would say another centre-back. That, would be, that okay. would be the area. Davis does a good job on the left-hand side. Is he the best left-sided centre-back? You've in? got Longley, who came on Longley, from Barcelona. But we saw him at Barcelona, he didn't have a no, good time. True, he, hasn't, he hasn't played well for a couple of years, Longley. I would go for a, a top-quality centre-back. Dyer, I yeah. think, an OK player. And at one point, he was England's number one pick. But yeah. I still think he's a liability. When people run at him, he, he makes uh, poor decisions. So that would be the area I would say Tottenham need to improve. Okay. You're the Liverpool manager now. Mm. Are you happy with what you have? Or could you move for a midfielder considering the Thiago Alcantara injury again? Uh, and that maybe you still haven't really replaced Ginny Wijnaldum? Uh, 
No, I think I'd be quite happy with what I've got at the moment. You know, Milner can still come on and do a, yeah. a, a, a decent job. Uh, Henderson, you know, he's not everybody's cup of tea, but he still brings that enthusiasm and dynamism to the side. Fabinho is still a good holding midfield player. With the, with the forwards they've got and the way they play, I don't think you need any more than Thiago as the... I know he's injured at the moment, mm. but any more than Thiago as the really creative player. They've got their crea yeah. creativity from the full-backs, yeah. from the front three. So I'd be quite happy if I was with if I was Jürgen Klopp with what he's got at the moment. Okay. And if you were in Pep's shoes, would you be happy as well? Absolutely. I think uh, Pep Guardiola um, has got a lot of players at his disposal. He can swap and change the team uh, on a regular basis. I think if I was the manager, I'd get, want to get more out of one or two of the players he's yeah. got. You know, um, particularly the one they bought for a hundred million pounds a little while ago last season. <laughs> he needs to do more out yeah. on the left-hand side. But I think I'd be very happy with the, the squad he's got at the moment. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right, enough transfers, Robo. What about some crickets? Let's go, Jules. Let's go. It was back on Monday evening, but Liverpool dropped two more points after drawing at home with Crystal Palace. Robo, are you more disappointed by the performance or by Darwin Nunez' red card? Uh, I wasn't overly disappointed with Liverpool's performance. They created chances. I wasn't happy with the fact that, well, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but uh, one strike, striker against two centre-halves gets through and scores the opening goal when he was, when he was up front by himself. Yeah. I was more disappointed with the, uh, Darwin Nunez sending off. You know, his reaction, he's got to be cleverer than that. And mm. uh, that's a problem for him, probably. Yeah, I mean, Joachim Anderson clearly getting into his mm. head. We saw there's that, I don't mm. know if you saw that clip where the camera is only yeah. on them too. Yeah. And through the whole game, he's pushed him and kind of like, yeah. you know, talked to him, blah, blah, blah. And clearly, Darwin reacted and fell, 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 fell for it, really. And this if is something that has to change for, for, for his own sake in the future. Every player now, every defender that's playing up against Nunes, will have a look at that and say, we can wind him up. You mm. can have a little go at him, he's going to react. You know, he's, he's obviously not in full control when he's, of his own sort of temperament. So we'll have a go at it. They've done it with Grealish. Players yeah. do it now do it with Grealish because they know he's going to react. They maybe do it with Foden a little bit because they know he's going to react. They're now going to do it with Nunez. And that's a major problem for Liverpool and him, unless he learns his, yeah. his lesson from that situation. Now, somebody else that's going to be disappointed at Liverpool is Naby Keita. What's going on there? Yeah, that's a very interesting one because there's noise in, in Germany. Mm. Um, his agent is, is German. Um, that... He's not too happy at Liverpool with his, with his, situ his own mm. situation, his yeah. game time. I mean, I find it... I was so excited when he signed, mm. when they signed him from Leipzig because he looks such a perfect club player, everything. And then between the injuries, 
between I think the the times where he dropped his confidence maybe mm. he's had some really good games yeah. but overall he's been more of a disappointment for someone you paid 60 odd million for whatever it was would you say it's been one of Klopp's slight failures with Naby Keita because Klopp always seems to get that, the best out yeah, of players he hasn't exactly. got the best out of Naby Keita yeah. and I don't know if it's on Klopp's or if it's mm. on Keita's himself mm. But the fact that at some point, I think they, 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 they thought about a contract extension. Mm. Now it doesn't look to be so much the case. Um, I can understand why he gets a bit frustrated. But again, I think it's mm. also on him, this mm. situation, you know, and I don't know where he's going to go. I just don't think Liverpool can right now be without Naby Keita as another option in midfield. Because Absolutely then not, they no. will definitely be too, too lightweight yeah. in that position. Officially, Robo Cristiano Ronaldo is not for sale. That's what Manchester United are uh, saying. But unofficially... United have opened the door to let him go. What would you do if you were a United? Would you let him so go? So I've gone from the manager now to the chief executive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know you're multi-talented, yeah, yeah. so you can do everything. Uh, <laughs> well, I've always said that I didn't think Ronaldo was a good signing for Manchester United. Um, if you've got a new manager that wants to play certain tactics and wants to get his own philosophy across, having Ronaldo in your side is a problem. It's a major problem. It was a major problem for on Andrea Pirlo when he yeah. became the manager because he, he wanted to play a certain style of football. But... He had to pander to Ronaldo, and that's what every manager that has Ronaldo now has to do. So I think it would, in my view, would be best to let him go, start again. If Manchester United don't get in the top four, I don't think it matters. They've got to build for the next two or three seasons, yeah. and they can't build with Ronaldo in the side. But do you think... Why, why have they said, and why are they still saying on the record, no, 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 we, we, we want to keep him, Ten Hag, even Ten Hag himself yeah. said, like, I count on him, because that, I want they're to play him. they're frightened of the public. You know, that's, that's when you get a player like that, because half the people would say, why do you want to get rid of Ronaldo? He's one of the world's best players. You know, he's still your, your main goal scorer. Why would you want yeah. to get rid of him? And then it looks bad on the club if they don't do particularly well. And the other half are saying, like me, that you've got to get rid of him to progress because he's holding everybody back because you have to play your tactics around him. So, uh, what, how, what do you think the percentage, the probability that he's still there next season is? Is it a 50-50 for you now? Because the problem for Ronaldo and United, if they want to sell mm. now, is that no one else wants him. Nobody else wants him. That's the, that's the problem. So you because think he, could, he, would he, he might still stay and it'd be a major problem for Ten Hag and Manchester United. Yeah. It might be interesting. Will Ten Hag be there longer than Ronaldo or Ronaldo longer than Ten Hag? Oh, you never know at the moment. Question. That's a good question. Now, the Jules, uh, Jules, the Glazers could sell a minority stake at the club. Any takers mm, on that? That's right. This is the, the news that uh, I think Bloomberg reported yesterday. Very interesting news mm. because, um, not often, but sometimes when you start opening up a bit the, the shareholder, then maybe you've got a view to sell mm. the whole club at some point. And certainly Sir Jim Ratcliffe, the uh, Ineos founder who owns yeah. Nice, for example, and the cycling team and plenty of other stuff. Mm. Um, it's keen. It's keen to be a minority stakeholder to mm. start with, with maybe a view of owning the whole club. We know that he's a mm. Manchester United fan. We know he's, he's got the money mm. if he has to invest the five billion or whatever the Glazers would want for the whole club. But I don't think it's a bad thing for them to say, okay, we're welcoming a new investor mm. with maybe new ideas, bring new money in to refurbish finally mm. Old Trafford, which mm. is, you know, yeah. really, really looking, looking quite bad right now. Yeah. Uh, and maybe bringing something a bit different to this club that really something has to change now anyway. Mm -hmm. So we know that they're trying to sign a lot of players. We mentioned that. There's a new manager. Okay, good. He needs some time. But maybe something within the club has to change and maybe a new, a new investor might not be a bad thing. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million dollar stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjewels, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash g-a-b-j-u-l-s now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash gabjewels. Robo, big game tonight on Thursday. We record this on Thursday morning for one of your former clubs, mm. West Ham, host Danish side Weiborg in the Europa Conference Leaf qualifiers. Are you confident despite yes. the, the poor style of the Premier League? Yes, I'm confident about West Ham because it's all about attitude in the Europa Conference League uh, and West Ham have got the right attitude. David Moyes is talking about their European run last season, how good it was for the club, the supporters. I know a lot of supporters that are still enthusiastic about playing in Europe again. They enjoyed it so much last year. They won another good run. So I think they have the right attitude and I think they will beat Viborg. I mean, they should on paper. They're a yeah. better team than them. Yeah, and I, I, you know, of course make changes, but I don't think he's going to weaken the side that much that they yeah. won't win over the over the two legs. No, I agree. But Viberg are going to be without two key players as well. What's all that about? It's not injury or suspension, is it? No, it's not. It's simply it's uh, Brexit, Robo. Because oh. those two players are African. Uh, one is from Gambia, the other one from Nigeria. Yeah. And to come and play against West Ham tonight, they needed visas, obviously, because of mm. of Brexit and the new rules. And the visa didn't arrive on time. So Viberg had to be without two of their key players or two of their you know, main players, for which which are f for administrative reasons, really, yeah, which yeah. I find baffling. I don't yeah. know who the mistake is, if Viborg should have uh, applied for the visa before, yeah. or they did it too late, I don't know. But you should not be in that position at all. I mean, I find that... See, baffling. I told you not to vote for Brexit. <laughs> it's all your exactly. fault. Exactly. I could not vote, but trust oh, yeah. me, I would have voted <laughs> against, that's for sure. <laughs> Benfica made a big step towards the Champions League group stages on uh, Wednesday night with a two-win away, I mean, away, not in Ukraine, but against Dynamo Kiev. Still, it was the away tie. They've been quite impressive so far this season. Yeah, I've seen them two or three times this season. Uh, I think the manager, Schmidt, has done a, a good job. He's yeah. got them into playing a certain shape. Uh, they try and play through the lines. So they, the two wide players come in field and they try and poke balls into, to, into them. Uh, Silver, Rafa Silva has had a oh, really good start to this. Player. He's finding lots of space. Yeah. He's clever. Uh, they've got full-backs that like to get forward and they've got two holding midfield players that are energetic. Mm. The only problem I can see for them is when the full-backs go forward, Otamendi, the right-sided yeah. centre-half, gets left exposed 1v1 against the weaker side. I saw him against Casapia uh, at the weekend. He didn't really get exposed. Against the better sides, he will get exposed. So that's a, a bit of a problem. Yeah. But they've got a, a key player, uh, Gonzalo uh, Ramos, the centre-forward. He's had a good start to the season, had a, not a bad end to the season last year. What do you yeah. make of him? Yeah, I think it's it's very interesting to see how he took over really Darwin mm. Nunez and that mm. the, the move from Nunez kind of opened up the first team for him. And 
I mean, he hasn't looked back really because mm. he scored or assisted in, in every single game, yeah. whether he was in Champions League qualifier and, and the round before or even in the league, whether it's a goal. He's a, we were discussing it before the show when we, he's a proper striker. Yeah. Don't ask yeah, him yeah. to do much else than actually finishing the chances that... So when we were talking about all these, these uh, moves and who might... Could Ramos be a potential yeah, target? Yeah, I think United have looked, yeah. at, have looked at him for sure. I think he's not ready yet for that. No. I think he needs a good season in Portugal, discovering the Champions yeah. League, having that kind of rhythm and kind of experience. And then maybe he's only 21 years old. Yeah, yeah. So again, but it's another one from the academy. I mean, them and Porto and even Sporting mm. to some extent keep producing incredible yeah. talent on there. For a, for a small country, really, yeah. they've done fantastically well. It's incredible. Guess who's back, Robo? Or almost back, at least. William is training for mm. Fulham. Remember William? Of course yeah. you do. After terminating his contract with Corinthians, would it be a good signing for Fulham? Do they need him? Can, well, he's it, 34 years old. When you saw him play, when I first saw him play for the um, uh, Brazilian junior side, yeah. he was magnificent. When he first came to Chelsea, I thought he put in some great performance. It all depended who was the manager of Chelsea, whether yeah. they liked him or disliked him. Yeah. Um, and of course he went to Arsenal and I thought it was going to be a good signing for Arsenal. I thought he'd have that little bit of experience, he'd uh, use his, his ability. It wasn't the case. He's not going to be any better than he was at Arsenal uh, another year exactly. on. So I don't think it's a good signing for no, Fulham. That, would be, my, that would be my understanding of it. Now, many Nottingham Forest fans, Jules, cannot, cannot believe the name of their potential new recruit. So, you, as you know, they've recruited yeah. a million players, which is great. Um, but the next one might be the most special one because it's Usamawa from Lyon, yeah. uh, a player that you've commented yes. on a lot, that you saw a lot in the Champions League, that I've been following since he was a very, very young yeah. kid. Uh, and who's usually, whose name is usually associated with Arsenal or mm. Manchester City yeah, yeah, yeah. or Liverpool, who were all at some point very interested in him. And for, 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 I think for Forrest to get him, which mm. right now they're still talking to Lyon on the structure of a deal, but I believe it's not a problem. So why haven't some of those bigger clubs gone in for him in the last year or so? Yeah, I think, I think last season was very disappointing from him. So and stayed, maybe stayed at Lyon one season too long? Maybe, although... You could see why he wanted because now he's got only one year from mm. his contract, so right, okay. the fee is much less than what he would mm. have been a year ago. But yeah, I think that put off maybe a lot of big teams. That the fact that he didn't have any consistency, he was not good. Let's, let's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty simple, it's pretty clear. He was not good at all last season. But what a coup it would be for Forrest, oh. I think. If Steve Cooper can get the best Usamawa back, and he's only yeah. 24 years old, so yeah. it's not like if, you know... He... I remember seeing him in a Champions League game against Man City. Yeah, the final eight. He, 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 he was outstanding. Yeah, was Absolutely outstanding. And even that semi-final after against Bayern, yeah. he was pretty good. So that Usamawa would be a huge signing, I think, for, for Forrest, for sure. Robo, we know the three nominees for the UFS Women Best Player of the Year, and they are Beth Meads. Alexia Putellas, the, uh, the Barcelona mm. and Spain striker, and Lena Oberdorf, the German uh, international midfielder. Do you agree with the list? And, and if you were to vote, who would you win for you? I agree with the nominations. Uh, I agree with the list. If I was voting, I'd say Beth Means, because the ultimate this season was yeah. to win the Cup uh, for, uh, for, for England. Yeah. She did that. She played well. She scored goals. She looked an outstanding player, so I'd go with Beth Meads. I think that would be yeah, my, and, and, you my, know, my vote. Yeah, I think she, I think she will win, uh, not just because of the Euros, but she's also had a very strong season with Arsenal before. I think Putea has been injured before the Euros, mm. and we will never know how well her and Spain no. would have done with her, which is a bit of a shame because her season was 
incredible pretty much all uh, maybe the way if she'd have been playing England wouldn't have got through because exactly. Spain with a, with a with not a second string side but had key players missing yeah, played very well against very England well and unlucky to, to lose that but, but you're right I think Meads and deservedly so will be crowned the best player of the year Tangai Kouassi do you remember him yeah you know, he was a key player for PSG a little while ago he appeared on the scene he's now disappeared he's now reappeared what's all that about <laughs> yeah he disappeared he went to Bayern Munich which was a big move two years ago because yeah. he's had a lot of game time under Thomas Tuchel at PSG yeah. uh, and then didn't want to sign his first professional contract there so left on a free to go to Bayern Munich and hardly played there and just now as you said he's reappeared because he's going to Sevilla a proper like Monchi mm. signing yeah. because I think the talent is there for Kwasi I think Monchi and Lopetegui can, can make him again the mm. player the centre-back that we so he and they need centre backs at the moment, so yeah, you? exactly. And we saw him becoming a PSG. And I think mm. if he had stayed up in Paris, he would have become that player. Going to Bayern maybe was not a bad choice. I think he would have learned a lot, mm. but he also lost two years by not playing at all. So it'd be very interesting to see to see what he does there. But I, I like this move from Monchi mm. and from Sevilla. And again, it's a no brainer because if you'd seen him when he was 17 two years yeah. ago, you would have said, OK, well, I sometimes talent. think they're the right sort of moves for a player to go and play football. Sometimes you go to yeah. a too big a club like Bayern Munich, you don't play football, so you don't pr progress. No. You know, if you're going to play, at, if you're going to go to a club, go and go to a club like Sevilla and you will play and you regress as a player, develop right. as a player. And he signed a five year deal and, and Bayern are not stupid, you know, mm. they put a, a buyback buy back clause yeah. in that contract. So they know if he does well at Sevilla, yeah. which again, we don't know how mm. well he would adapt to La Liga, but there's a potential, I think potentially he can become mm. a really good player mm. there, can do well for Sevilla. Like you said, they've lost Jogo Carlos and Jules Koundé. Mm. So they're very much rebuilding that sort of centre-back yeah, partnership. Yeah. And if he does well, then Bayern said, okay, yeah, you've developed well. You've been we'll good, you back now. you're still young enough. Hey, we'll bring you back in here for, I don't know exactly what the, what the fee would be, but yeah, they're not stupid at no. Bayern Munich. And I think it was a very good move from them to buy him. And it's not a bad move at all to let him go to Sevilla, let him develop there. And again, you all have the chance to bring him back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Right, we mentioned Tangi Kwasi. There's another mm. Tangi mm. on the move, Robo. It's Tangi and Dombele this time, who is finalising his loan to Napoli from Tottenham. You know Serie A well, Robo. Do you think he will succeed there? Do you think he's got everything to do well? I thought he'd succeed at Spurs because when he was at Lyon, uh, along with Auer, it, they were an excellent midfield partnership. Yeah. He could turn with the ball, he could see a pass, he looked a good athlete. At Spurs, he lost confidence, he lost his fitness, he obviously fell out with Mourinho, mm. which is never a good thing. No. Um, I think he's got all the attributes to be a, a top-class player. If he's got the mental side of, the, of his game right and he yeah. gets himself fully fit, there's no reason why he can't be an exceptional player for, for Napoli. And they will lose Fabian Ruiz probably to, to, yeah. to PSG, so there'd be, there'd be room in that midfield for yeah. sure. Uh, he's certainly a good player. Yeah. Uh, another interesting deal made this week is the arrival of Mateus Nunez uh, at Wolves. Who is he, Jules? Yeah, he's a very talented player from Sporting. Robo, yeah. one of those like creative, even like deeper playmaker yeah. that 
Portuguese football have, have, have yeah, produced yeah. in the last few years. I mean, we saw Vitinha in PSG, we saw Fabio Vieira. Yeah. We haven't seen him at Arsenal, but Arsenal have signed him. Vitinho-type player? Yeah, although more, I think better on the ball in yeah. terms of dribbling and okay. that kind of, he can, he can go one-on-one. -on -one. He's got a bit of a Kevin De Bruyne about him okay. in, in running with the ball and driving you, the ball you, forward. You, you've built him up well, now. No, 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 but I think he's a wonderful talent. I mean, it's not, I don't have an issue with him going to Wolves. And he, I think he's the 26th Portuguese, Portuguese player to sign for Wolves since mm. Fosun bought the club and George Mendes is the unofficial sporting director, which I find that crazy. But they've done a lot of good job with the Portuguese mm. players and, you know, I've, I've got no problem with that. Uh, I think he's got everything to do well mm. in England. We might maybe need a bit of time to adapt. Yeah. And we saw um, the likes of, of NATO taking a bit of time, mm. time to adapt. But I, I, I've got no doubt that he's got the talent to do well there. Mm. And I just can't wait now. You know, it's one of those signings where you're going to watch the next, the yeah, next yeah. Wolves game where he plays because you want to see, see him play. and see how good he is compared to what he was uh, uh, sporting. So, again, well done to him. Welcome to the Premier League and well done to Wolves again, even if they got a bit of help from Uncle George, <laughs> of course. West Ham fans won't have heard much more uh, of Tilo Kerrer than Mateus Nunez. Uh, Kerrer, who West Ham just signed from PSG, is a versatile defender, Robo, he's young and was quite cheap. Did they need a centre-back, did you feel, especially after Issa Job left for Fulham? Yes, I think, because that was the criticism of West Ham uh, and David Moyes last season. Yeah. They were doing well up till Christmas. Uh, and every, they had a couple of injuries at centre-back. They knew they had a couple of injuries and they didn't go on by anybody. Yeah. If you are going to play in Europe and you are trying to get into the top four, you are going to have injuries, so you need backup players. Kerr, I think, is a, a good player. I saw him a lot when he was playing uh, for the German youth sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sure obviously played at right-back quite a bit uh, for, 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 yeah, for PSG. PSG yeah. So he's a versatile player, you know, um, the, the right-back Kufal is not always going to be available for West Ham, so he can fill a couple of positions. So I think it's a good signing for West yeah, Ham. Yeah, I agree. Now, to replace Zinchenko, uh, who left for Arsenal, Man City have signed Sergio Gomez from Anderlecht. And again, many fans won't know who he is, but a good signing? Very good signing, Robo. I mean, he's very, very much like Zinchenko. He was a number 10 or wide mm. player before, mm. and that's why he's so good on the ball. Mm. And yeah, defensively, I think he will have absences mm. and there's work to be done there but for what Pep wants his left back to do I think he would be perfect I'm surprised there was no other clubs considering the season he had mm. a Anderlecht in Belgium I'm surprised that no other big club or kind of biggish clubs were going for him because he was quite cheap in mm. the end just over the 10 million pound mm. mark which I think is a great piece of business we saw what Zinchenko has already brought yeah. to Arsenal and maybe you didn't see how much City would miss him because of Cancelo, mm. but Cancelo cannot play every minute of every single game this season. So mm. having having Gomez there as a as a backup, who I think will will do really well with Pep, yeah. it's a it's a good piece of business I think. You know, for for Man City who sold Zinchenko for thirty mm. and you know got profit on yeah. on Gomez then perfect. Another left back, uh, Pervis Estupinan, is the new Brighton left back after the departure of Marco Correa, of course. Another very clever, clever signing from them. Again, Robo, isn't it? Because you've seen him in La Liga and he's, mm. a, he's a really good left back. Yeah, and the way the VRL play, they allowed him to get forward. He almost played like a left wing back, even when they were playing with a, a back four. Yeah. They sort of shuffled across uh, and the right back came in to become a, a centre half and he played high up the field. The left sided midfield player went in field and he gets cross after cross into the box. I think he's a good athlete. He, yeah. he loves to get forward. Again, 
as we say about most fullbacks these days, I'm not sure about his defensive qualities, yeah. but certainly going forward, he's going to be an exceptional player and another good son, very similar to Kukurea in, yeah, his, exactly. in his way, in the way and he plays. Cheap. I think the release cross was 18 million euros, yeah. something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, I saw him last season a lot and he, he played well. Yeah, I think yeah, they've already, they've already got a replacement well, yeah. for him. Now, it's a game that many people wanted to see uh, way back in uh, September 2021. Yes, right. uh, but will we ever see it, Jules? Argentina versus Brazil? <laughs> Well, no, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Robert. We won't see it. Oh. We won't see it. Uh, remember that crazy moment where we all wanted to see it. We saw five minutes of it. And then it was during COVID, remember? Mm. And uh, apparently the Argentinian delegation, let's put it that way, didn't, put, didn't do all the paperwork needed or there was maybe a few... Uh, players with no test or dodging mm -hmm. test or something like that. So the um, health organization in Brazil ran onto the pitch, stopped the game after five minutes, saying like, this can't go on, the players are not allowed to be on the pitch, some of the Argentinian uh, squad players should not be here, they should have quarantine at the hotel, it was a, a whole mess. I'm sure it helped relations between the well, two yeah, countries. Of course. Yeah. And at the time, this was for the World Cup qualifiers. Mm. Now that Brazil and Argentina have, all quali have both qualified, this game being played or not would not change anything, no, apart no. from us not seeing a yeah. Neymar v Messi encounter. But that's why the game would be... Um, would be dropped now, won't be replayed. I mean, there's no time to replay mm. it anyway, mm. to, be off, to be fair. And there would be a fine for the two um, federations as well. And I think everybody will move on. But it's just a shame when you can't see a Brazil-Argentina, yeah. especially for those reasons. Joachim Anderson revealed on Tuesday, we just mentioned him, mm. that he received loads of abuse and death threats on social media after that red card for Nunez. We support him, of, of course, course, and those kind of things have to stop, right? Yeah, I mean... Why do people want to give death threats and all this sort of stuff? I mean, of course you want to support your club and you might say maybe don't like what Anderson did and provoking your centre forward, but you've got to behave better than that. I mean, it's completely yeah. wrong and footballers shouldn't have to put up with that, nor should anybody else. It's, it's outrageous behaviour, yeah. you know, and, I, and should be char if they're caught, they should be charged and, 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 you know, punished for and it. And I'm glad, and I'm kind of glad that Anderson, you came mm. forward with it and said, yeah, okay, yeah. now the Premier League has to do something. Look, yeah, yeah. this is what I've received all night. Yeah, yeah. And some of the, the messages were yeah. horrific, really. These are the same people that probably, if, if anything's said against their club or them as individuals, they'd go absolutely mad. You yeah, know? So, exactly. so, but they, it's, it's one rule for one, one yeah. rule for another. Exactly. It's, it's terrible. Now, the season is only a week old and already Juve have lost a key player in <laughs> Angel Di, Di Maria out through injury. Is this a big blow, Jules? I think it is, Robo. I think it is. He was really good, I thought, at the weekend on, mm. against Asuolo. Played on, on the right-hand side? Played on the right-hand side with, with Vlaovic and, and Quadrado with a kind of a hybrid position. But I thought Juve looked better than what mm. we saw in pre-season, certainly. Um, Sassuolo were there for the taking and maybe a bit naive in the way yeah. they played. But Angel Di Maria scored a lovely goal on the volley, even if... Maybe he was a bit lucky with the bounce, but still, he had the usual on Heldi Maria, yeah. Energic, and all of that kind of game. To be without him, on top of already a Paul Pogba, a Chiesa, and all of that, is, I don't think it's good for, for Juve to try to build the momentum mm. towards, you know, in the start of the, of the well, season. They need a good start as well, don't they? Yeah, exactly. And I think even him at his age needed a good mm. start too. And he started well against Asuolo. Now having these 10 days, maybe two weeks even, of a break, and then kind of restarting again and getting mm. your body fully fit. It's just, it's just not, not ideal for him, for Juve and for Max Allegri. Shu, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for coming today. It was a pleasure as always. And I always say it's a pleasure being on with you. Oh, thank you so much. We'll be back on Monday to review everything that happens in all of Europe and around the world of football through the weekend. So make sure you join us again on Monday.
we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com gab. Just go to Indeed.com gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 